Chapter 7. His Majesty the Scarecrow. I suppose every reader of this book knows what a scarecrow is. Yeah, we do. We've read the entire Wonderful Lizard book. And now you're going to explain what a scarecrow is? Buddy, get a grip. Get an agent. Get an editor. Uh, Get something. I suppose every reader of this book knows what a scarecrow is. But Jack Pumpkinhead, never having seen a creature, was more surprised at meeting the remarkable king of the Emerald City than by any other experience in his brief life. I mean, the green dog? Nothing? His Majesty, the Scarecrow, was dressed in a suit of faded blue clothes, and his head was merely a small stack stuffed with straw, upon which eyes, ears, a nose, and a mouth had been rudely painted to to represent a face. That's kind of insulting in itself. The clothes were also stuffed with straw, and that so unevenly or carelessly that his majesty's legs and arms seemed more bumpy than was necessary. (laughs) Upon his hands were gloves with long fingers, and they were padded with cotton. Wisps of straw stuck out from the monarch's coat, and also from his neck and boot tops. Upon his head he wore a heavy golden crown, set thick with sparkling jewels, and the weight of this crown caused his brow to sag in wrinkles giving a thoughtful expression to the painted face. Well, looks, he looks like he's smart. <clears throat> Indeed, the crown alone betokened a majesty, and all else, Scarecrow King was but a simple scarecrow, flimsy, awkward, and unsubstantial. My review of this book. But if the strange appearance of his majesty the scarecrow seemed startling to Jack, no less wonderful was the form of the pumpkin to the scarecrow. The purple trousers and pink waistcoat and red shirt hung loosely over the wooden joints Tip had manufactured, and the carved face on the pumpkin grinned perpetually, as if the wearer considered life the jolliest thing imaginable. At first, His Majesty thought the queer visitor was laughing at him, and was inclined to resent such a liberty. But it was not without reason that the Scarecrow had attained the reputation of being the wisest person in the land of Oz. No, no, no. What have I just read out loud? He made a more careful examination of this visitor and soon discovered that Jack's features were carved into a smile that he could not look grave if he wished to. The king was the first to speak. After regarding Jack for some minutes, he just stared at him for minutes. Let's let that sink in to our brains. He said in a tone of wonder, Where on earth did you come from, and how did you happen to be alive? I beg your majesty's pardon, returned the pumpkin head, but I do not understand you. What on earth don't you understand? asked the scarecrow. Why, I don't understand your language. You see, I came here from the country of the Gillikins, so I am a foreigner. Ah, to be sure, exclaimed the scarecrow. I myself speak the language of the munchkins, which is also the language of the Emerald City. But you, I suppose, speak the language of the pumpkin heads. Exactly so, your majesty, replied the other, bowing. So it will be impossible for us to understand one another. That is unfortunate, certainly, said the scarecrow thoughtfully. None of this is thoughtful. 
must, we must, we must have an interpreter. What is an interpreter? asked Jack. A person who understands both my language and your own. When I say anything, the interpreter can tell you what I mean, and you say anything, the interpreter can tell me what you mean. For the interpreter can speak both languages as well as understand them. So it's it's settled. He got dumber, and he's in charge. That is certainly clever, said Jack, greatly pleased at finding so simple a way out of a difficulty. So the scarecrow commanded the soldier with the green whiskers to search among his people until he found one who understood the language of the Gillikins as well as the language of the Emerald City and bring that person to him. When the soldier had departed, the scarecrow said, Won't you take a chair where we are waiting? Your majesty forgets that I cannot understand you, replied the pumpkin head. If you wish me to sit down, you must make a sign for me to do so. I mean, I get it. He didn't want to write this book. Kids wrote in and convinced him to. He doesn't want to write it. We don't want to read it. He's just phoning it in. Some days, you gotta just phone it in. And that's exactly what this chapter is. And it's fine. We all gotta do it. The scarecrow came down from his throne and rolled an armchair into a position behind the pumpkin head. Then he gave Jack a sudden push that sent him sprawling upon the cushions in so awkward a fashion that he doubled up like a jackknife and had to work to untangle himself. Did you understand that sign? asked his majesty proudly, politely. I'm too tired to read this. Perfectly, declared Jack, reaching his arms up to turn his head into the front, the pumpkin having twisted around upon a... You know what? We'll pick up later. Time time for an ad. Alright, so while you were listening to the ad, I went back and I listened a little bit to The Wonderful Lizard of Oz Season 1. And I kind of forgot how absolutely brilliant it was. I think it might be the best piece of literature. Well ever so that's that's something that we've got going i'd also called the guardian of the gates bill gates which was just just a very a very funny joke i had even forgotten i had made obviously it's not funny now because the way i told it but yeah that's some there's some good episodes in there right then Uh, There is a difference between us, said the Scarecrow, that whereas I will bend but not break, you will break but not bend. At this moment the soldier returned, leading a young girl by the hand. She seemed very sweet and modest, having a pretty face and beautiful green eyes and hair. A dainty green silk skirt reached her knees, showing silk stockings embroidered with pea pods. You know, meat dress, pea pods, all fair in fashion gingham's and green satin slippers with bunches of lettuce for decorations instead of bows or buckles upon her silken waist clover leaves were embroidered and she wore a jaunty little jacket trimmed with sparkling emeralds of a uniform size 
Why, it's jelly a jam, exclaimed the scarecrow, as the green maiden bowed her pretty head before him. Do you understand the language of the Gillikins, my dear? Uh, now, when I went back to listen, there was a green, a green maiden in the first book, um, but she was not named. And I had given her the name Matilda, um, which was a very excellent choice on my part and really added to the entertainment value. However, I think it might have been this jelly or jam person, which I looked up on Wikipedia. That's supposed to be a pun for jelly and jam, which isn't a great pun or anything. I mean, what what's this have to do with jelly? But, you know, I'm not the the famous author. Um, and it was... I've already, like, forgotten what the voice was, even though I just listened to it. It was kind of nasally. Yes, Your Majesty, she answered, for I was born in the North Country. Then you shall be our interpreter, said the Scarecrow, and explain to this pumpkinhead all I say, and also explain to me all that he says. Is this arrangement satisfactory? He said, turning towards his guest. Very satisfactory indeed, was the reply. This is worse than the lizard, for sure. Sure, the lizard was kind of a scam of a lizard, <laughs> but at least he was he knew what he was doing. Then ask him, to begin with, resumed the scarecrow, turning to Jellia, what brought him to the Emerald City? But instead of this, the girl who had been staring at Jack said to him, You're certainly a wonderful creature. Who made you? A boy named Tip answered Jack. What does he say? inquired the scarecrow. My ears must have deceived me. What did he say? He says that your majesty's brains have seemed to come loose, replied the girl. That's hilarious and demonstrably true. The scarecrow moved uneasily upon his throne and felt his head with his left hand. What a fine thing it is to understand two different languages, he said with a perplexed sigh. (sighs) <sighs> that was certainly necessary for me to do that sigh. Uh, ask him, my dear, if he has any objection to being put in jail for insulting the ruler of the Emerald City. I didn't insult you, protested Jack indignantly. Tut, tut, cautioned the scarecrow. Wait until Jellia translates my speech. What have we got an interpreter for if you break out in this rash way? Early they'll wait, replied the pumpkin head in a surly tone. Although his smace his smace although his face smiled as genially as ever. Translate the speech, young woman. His Majesty inquires if you are hungry, said Jellia. Oh, not at all, answered Jack more pleasantly. For it is impossible for me to eat. It is the same way with me, remarked the scarecrow. What did he say, Jillia, my dear? This is all Frank Baum trying his hand at comedy. And he should really just stick to, you know, critiquing the gold standard or something. Whatever he did for the first time. He asked if you are aware that one of your eyes is painted larger than the other, (laughs) said the girl mischievously. Are you quite certain you understand the language of both the Gillikins and the Munchkins? Quite certainly, your majesty, said Jelly Jam, 
trying not, trying hard not to laugh in the face of royalty. How is it then I seem to understand them myself? inquired the scarecrow. Because they're one and the same, declared the girl now laughing merrily. Does not your majesty know that in all the land of Oz but one language is spoken? Is it indeed so? cried the scarecrow, much relieved to hear this. Then I might have easily been my own interpreter. Well, no, because interpreters, there would need to be something to interpret. For a raider, L. Frank Baum doesn't seem to understand language. And, you know, it worked for him. That's all we can say about the world. It was all my fault, your majesty, said Jack, looking rather foolish. I thought we must surely speak different languages since we came from different countries. I'm realizing everything from the first book has completely come undone. Right? Of that whole time they were trying to get brains and wisdom and a heart and whatever and courage. It didn't work. We spent hours together listening to that, didn't we? And um, we're no better off for it. We didn't know, so I don't blame us. This should be a warning to you to never think, returned the Scarecrow severely. Well, I could, I could come up with some other people who shouldn't think. Ooh, I'm getting feisty. For unless one can think wisely, it is better to remain a dummy, which you most certainly are. I, I am, I am, surely I am, agreed the pumpkin head. It seems to me, continued the scarecrow more mildly, that your manufacturer spoiled some good pies to create an indifferent man. I assure your majesty, I did not ask to be created, answered Jack. Ah, it was the same in my case said the king pleasantly. Um, I didn't ask to be born either. Greatness was just thrust upon me. I took, I took what I was given and I created the best piece of literature, well, ever. And so, as we differ from all ordinary people, let us become friends. With all my heart, exclaimed Jack. What? Have you a heart? asked the scarecrow, surprised. I know that was uh, only imaginative. I might say a figure of speech, said the other. Well, your most prominent figure seems to be a figure of wood, so I must beg you to restrain an imagination which, having no brains, you have no right to exercise, suggested the scarecrow warningly. Just, the power went to his head. It's like a bad version of Lord of the Rings. He's trying to to critique power, sure. Uh, he's just doing it in such a way that has no storytelling skills. <laughs> His Majesty dismissed Jelly Jam and the soldier with the green whiskers, and when they were gone, he took his new friend by the arm and led him into the courtroom to play a game of quoits, which I, I don't know what that is. But it sounds like a better use of everyone's time. The next chapter, though, is called General Ginger's Army of Revolt. So I think it's safe to say some conflict is about to, 
to enter the picture, and, and something might actually happen in this book, which 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 would be a nice change of pace. <laughs>